Welcome to Visma Ski Classics podcast, Levinio to Levy. Visma Ski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 12 pro tour events and 35 pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Pro XC Skiing Magazine is now available and you can order it online at Visma Ski Classic Shop. You can either get a separate issue or include a special Christmas package with your order. The magazine gives you all the info about the 35 pro teams, pro tour events, season favorites and useful tips about long distance skiing. Go online at www.vismaskiclassics.com. Merry Christmas and happy reading. Greetings all Visma Ski Classics fans and all the skiers out there. Once again, it's time for a Living New to Levy podcast. And this one is a really a special one as we are going to do a pre-season podcast. And we will have several of these uh, where I'll be discussing about the, the upcoming season, the favorites, the pro teams, silly season, all kinds of fun stuff. And on today's episode, we are focusing on the pro teams, 35 of them all together. I am your host, Demo Virtanen, and I have really special guests. I have Erik Wikström from Sweden and Simon Östensen from Norway. So three of us evaluating all these teams today. And of course, Erik uh, is a well-known uh, journalist in Sweden, an avid good skier himself, top uh, 30 skier at Vasaloppet and also Engelsbergsloppet uh, winner. And he wrote the favorite section and a lot of articles for our Pro XC uh, magazine, Pro XC um, skiing magazine. And of course, Simon Östersen, former athlete, pro athlete himself and podium skier. And uh, you, Seaman, you were also third at this um, uh, to the ski way back in the uh, good old days. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But it's good to have you guys here. And Eric, uh, first to you. Uh, how are things in Sweden? You've been skiing a lot. Yeah, quite a bit. Usually in uh, in Gothenburg in Ski Dome. I'm uh, work as a ski instructor. So during the fall, I've I've been quite many times in, in, in Ski Dome there and. Um, also, some we have some snow here in Borås near Gothenburg. So, yeah, I've been out a few times. You're gonna be in top thirty fast a little bit again. Uh, maybe top fifty. I'm actually in pretty good shape. I've been training more this year than the last five years. Uh, I run a lot with the baby stroller. We we have uh, three kids now, and uh, I run with a little one. So, yeah, I, I think I'm in pretty good shape and. Uh, I don't have a problem with the, that races are canceled. I, I enjoy trading. So uh, I look forward to if we get some races to, this, <laughs> this winter. Well, speaking of training and cancellations, I've been training a lot too and enjoying my time time off, you know, uh, from racing and stuff. Been uh, training so much and skiing. We have a small track open here in, uh, in Lahti. But Seaman... Uh, what about you? You still active? You still uh, still training a lot? I know that you're not racing that much anymore, but every once in a while, though. Yeah, well, I'm still active, uh, but uh, I think watching uh, watching what uh, Eric is training in Strava, I think I'm training a little less than he is. At least roller skiing and skiing. But uh, I try to to keep in shape, and uh, you know, when I, when I spent 
20 years building up my shape, it would have been, it would have been sad to just destroy it over a few years. So I, I'm trying to, to stay fit and, uh, but it's, it's mostly running a little bit roller skiing during the, during the summer. Uh, but nowadays the, the conditions for roller skiing are yeah, pretty bad. And, uh, we got a little bit of snow here in Oslo today, but, uh, there are, I think there are, they have made a couple of small loops, a uh, couple of places like 500 meters. So it's not much for, uh, for skiing. So, uh, I haven't tested my skis uh, since uh, last season actually. So, Right now, I think Eric is uh, he's in better shape than uh, than I am. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. First but, time. Uh... Ah, you beat me last up as well, so. Second oh yeah. <laughs> but that remains to be seen. But of course, uh, now we get uh, the task at hand, which is going through all the teams, thirty-five teams, pro teams for this season, season eleven, and that'll be next. So guys, first team, let's go through all these 35 teams in alphabetical order. So this time around, we're not going to go from uh, first one to the last one or the, from the last one to the first one. Uh, I think it's more interesting this way. So let's start with the French team, the new French team, Decathlon Experience. Kind of an interesting team as it is a combination of two former teams, uh, you know, the Illibri and then the, the Long Credit Agricole Franche Comte. Those two got together and formed a new team. And what really makes this interesting is that Alex is Jean-Erod and Roxane Lacroix, two really big, famous names, uh, moved from Lucas Bowers' teams, uh, jump ship, and they are now representing this one. Anything you guys want to say about uh, this French, French team from your perspective? You just said it, the, <laughs> the, the main parts. And I mean, those two strong skiers will... Uh totally changed this team of course so uh, it's really exciting to have a, a french team that on a much higher level than before yeah i totally agree uh, and i think it's it's important for uh for the cup to have a to have a good team from from central europe so alexis he's uh, for sure a really good skier uh he has a good capacity uh and also roxanne um and if I'm not uh, wrong, uh, Bastian Poirier, didn't he take a podium in the prologue a couple of years ago? Yes, he did. And all, actually, all these guys, you know, they're really uh, famous skiers. They've done, they're good skaters. They've done quite a lot of long-distance skiing in Central Europe and also the FIS Marathon Cup, you know, that I guess doesn't exist anymore. But they performed really well there as well. So they are, as you said, seeming capable skiers. Yeah. And also, I think they're very motivated. I mean, we heard Roxanne in the interview here in, in this podcast uh, earlier this year that she's like very motivated with this new team. And I think Alexis also is, he didn't have that good of a season last year. And now he's on a new ski brand. And he, I think, yeah, I think they will do well. Good that you pointed that out. I was going to ask you guys about it because... Alex has been around and he's been like a solid top 10 skier on his good day, knocking on the door uh, in terms of getting into the top, you know, three, the podium club. Uh, but still something is a bit missing. So, Seema, particularly you, when you analyze it from a, from your perspective, being a former uh, pro team athlete, what 
does he need? What does Alexis need to become a bit better than he is right now? It's hard to hard to tell, but uh, I think uh, first of all he needs to be a bit more consistent uh, through the season. Uh, he has some really good races, but uh, then he has some races that are not so good uh, because I de- I definitely think he has to, and we have seen that before in in the tough races that he has the capacity in the in the uphills. So and just by you know been training for uh, for one more year and uh, now he's done uh, done all the races for some years so i think that can that can help him develop even even more uh, and as you said he has changed his gear uh, over to the to the fisher skis and i think we've seen over the years that uh, for the long distance races they they deliver some some really good material so maybe that will help him as well and roxanne's been really improving quite a lot i think this could be then this coming season could be her best best season so far. Yeah, it's like Siemens said that uh, the more years you're in the circuit, as long as you're not too old, it's it really helps with experience and you get it's easier to be consistent when you have a few more years of experience. And we have to remember that she was in a top three. I'm sorry, top top ten in three races. And her best result was seventh at Topla Cortina uh, last season. And then uh, additionally, we have Marie Kromer in the team as well, sort of a solid top 50, 15 uh, uh, performer. Uh, and then the guys we just mentioned, uh, so I'm going to read the names, Anton Auger, Theo Desvazir. I'm not sure about my pronunciation, so ex- excuse me if I, if, I, if I don't pronounce them correctly. Thomas Jolie and Bastien Poré. We, we talked about him uh, a little bit. Uh, and as we pointed out, all of these guys are really capable, good skiers, particularly in, uh, you know, in skating technique. But uh, they they've done really well uh, in the past. So I'm I have really high hopes for this team. Uh, uh, but of course, we now need to move on. Anything else you guys want to say about this 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 particular team before we move on to the endless local Nordic team? I think you yeah, wrapped up the most important things about them. So yeah. Then we take this team next, as I said, endless local Nordic team. These are the German guys, formerly called Team Nordic People. And I like these, these names, you know, they're Nordic people and they're, you know, the forever endless local. <laughs> these, these guys really love cross-country skiing. And, and of course, most of these, pretty much all of these German teams, uh, their primary goal is to promote uh, cross-country skiing, long-distance skiing in the, the German-speaking region, which I think is a really grand, grand goal. Uh, but these guys, they have some interesting names, maybe not like uh, the biggest names, but they have Jessica Berth. Ber- I guess that's the way you pronounce that name. Uh, uh, Anne-Catherine Uhl uh, and McLean, the American one. Uh, the only American we have in our in our circuit, uh, and then on the men's side we have Michael Kusle, a really good top fifty skier, uh, Robin uh, Frost, and uh, Florian Rode, uh, Kristen Winker, Patrick Ottlinger, and Florian Gerbel. Those I think are the names uh, in this particular one. Any thoughts on these guys? <sighs> Uh, well, it's uh, some of the guys you mentioned there. They have been uh, been part of the circuit for uh, for some years now, and uh, they got quite a lot of experience. And uh, I think on 
on their best days they can go, do do good races and as as you said i think it's it's important to to have a german team and you know to to have um to have a team that can uh show uh show what uh, the ski classic is is about in germany as well so i think that's important yeah i think uh jessica Wirth, i put her on the kind of favorites for the 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 pink bib a few times but she she has been around for a while but we're we're still waiting for her to for her big success so it kind of sounds to me that you guys are considering these guys to be kind of eternal eternal uh uh, uh upcomers that eventually <laughs> they eventually they will break break through uh and uh, there's also one that's at the same age as Anders Auklan born in 72 uh Florian Winker um but many on these team they're so passionate many of them have full-time work besides skiing and they just love skiing um so yeah they are needed yeah we have to remember that not everyone can be on a you know the on a podium skier and, and not every team can be in a, a you know among the 10 best teams it's good to have different kind of teams and uh, the the passion and love they have uh for skiing is is important and as you guys uh pointed out uh pretty clearly we need a more uh, uh, central european teams and german teams it's very important to have have the, these guys and they are not the only ones we have more teams uh, from germany so let's move on as we still have uh, 33 more and the next one is uh, and once again i'm really bad at these uh, pronunciations uh, feklab formation long distance another team from france Fra- france is really a country that is uh, uh, is uh, Coming back with a with a vengeance, so to speak, uh, for this season, uh, we have uh, I think th- at least three teams from there. This particular team, uh, let's take a look at them. Uh, they're pretty young guys. They're all born in the nineties, except Anouk Fab Picon. She's been around for quite a quite a long time, and she was actually fourth at the Engadin Ski Marathon, the skating race uh, in twenty nineteen. Uh, and then we have Shelene Chopin uh, and. Claire Moyes, who actually turns 21 right after Christmas. And on the men's side, we have Arnaud uh, Dubasquier and Paul Comby and Paul Golabre, if that's the way to pronounce it. Once again, sorry about my pronunciations. Uh, a word about these guys. Uh, well, I know uh, Paul Golabre. Gu- I, I don't know if my French is any better than yours, uh, but he's. Uh, I know him from uh, from the World Cup, uh, from the World Cup. So he's been a pretty good sprinter uh, a couple of years ago. Um, several uh, several top thirty um, positions in uh, in the sprint. So I don't know what his what his best result is, but he has been um, he's been a really good sprinter. So. I don't know if he if he's done any long distance races before, but uh, we have seen we have seen other sprinters come from World Cup and to to the ski classics races and done and done really well. So that can be interesting. At least he hasn't done any of his ski classics races. That's for yeah. sure. But long distance, I don't know know about. But he's he's really an interesting name, as you said. He could be the one. Uh, the other guys are Nord and Paul. Uh, the other Paul Combi Combi was fifty fifth at Topla Cortina and Arnaud seventy fourth at Barcelona. So good, solid skiers, but of course still quite many steps uh, uh, to the top ten or even the top twenty. Of course, 
we don't know how much uh, they've trained so anything's possible if you put your mind to it so eric anything you when you look at this these names anything no nothing pops into you now? no then we move on there so for french team and then we move to uh to a scandinavian team this time around and that would be lynski mosederosen lynski lynski yeah uh, and it is a, it is a famous ski club in, in Norway, of course, and they have like many Olympic World Championships and, and national medals. So definitely, I guess, Seaman, in your country, this uh, team uh, is well known, and uh, and they have an interesting name. Let's talk about him a little bit. I don't think he's going to be racing much, uh, maybe only Basel a bit. But Anders Mulmen Hurst mm-hmm. is now uh, in in the team. Uh, He's been one that's always been really promising, really good uh, roller skier, uh, won races uh, in the summer, uh, always been in really good shape uh, come, come you know, the fall season. But for some reason, he hasn't been able to deliver yeah. come, you know, the, the winter winter season. Any reason for that, guys? Well, he has been on the podium in races, so some kind of uh, <laughs> success also in the wintertime. And... Uh... But, but not not lately, though. I mean, it's of course like no, yeah, it's been promising for a long time. But uh, but just that the thing we only do Vasilov. But I think maybe when he is start training and winter is coming and the races are coming, he will do more races because it it has happened before. People can't stay away from uh, from the bib, so we'll see if he will race more than Vasilov. But but. The reason he has not been that good during the winter, maybe Seaman has a good answer for that. Uh, no, I don't have uh, I don't have the the answer to that. But I think it's it is a little bit different to go roller skiing and to go skiing during the winter. I've seen that for myself uh, for many years, uh, and it can also be you know when we go roller skiing, everybody have the same equipment, so they can be in the winter there are. Can be deep, big differences um, on the skis, for example. Uh, but um, that said, I know that he's. I think he's training pretty well, and uh, he's in he's in good shape. Uh, we had this. Uh, it was this uh, roller ski competition uh, earlier this uh, this fall called the Rug the Challenge, uh, which was about eleven kilometers. Uh, the last six or seven kilometers was uh, uphill. And he was number three there, uh, only beaten by uh, Petre Eliasson and Hans Christer Hulen. Uh, so mm. he beat all the other guys at uh, Team Ragde uh, and Stian Hulgård, for example. So I think he's uh, he's still pretty strong. So if he if he ends up uh, doing any races, I think um, he he can perform very well. You, you know that uh, Timo that on um, Siemens. Twitter account long ago in his bio he wrote uh, a skier that is uh, mostly performing during the summer like uh, ironic presentation of himself yeah I mean that's uh, as you guys said sometimes you know that can happen that you're like in the best shape uh, over the summer or, and it is a little bit different as as um, Seaman said they're all skiing and uh Uh, skiing on snow although many of the athletes when i interview them they tend to say that there's not that big of a difference because of the double polling uh it's technically very similar but still summer and winter you know 
of course, there is a, a bit of a difference there. Uh, the other names in the team, uh, I guess, Seaman, you uh, may have a better idea uh, of these guys. Uh, Peter Karbe, Sönder Grönvold, they're like top 60, 60 skiers. Then Morten uh, Nevestad, uh, I guess, is quite far. I mean, uh, he was like 247th much longer. So at least for now, uh, he hasn't really been... Uh, Performing at the top top level, uh, Harald Vinier as well, two ninety, uh, barely in the top three hundred, two ninety ninth. Uh, Vasilopet, Drumhagen is a twenty year old young skier, uh, although he's been participating at Birkebeiner and since uh, twenty sixteen, so he really has experience, you know, from there being a being a twenty year old. So he uh, it was pretty young when he did his first race, uh, uh, so. He could be one, I guess. And on the women's side, uh, Barbuseta and Gina, uh, Gina, Gina, Flugstad, Östuen. Anything about these? They're a bit, I guess, uh, unknown names, at least to the kind of a larger audience. Yeah, but I know Sondre and uh, Petr, they have done, uh, done some races. And as you say, they have done, especially in Vasalope, uh, with good results. Uh, I remember my last Vasaloppa, I raced the last 10Ks or something with uh, with Sondre. So I think he was, uh, I think we were around 35 uh, that year. So he's, he's definitely a good skier. So he could perform well uh, come you know, the Absolutely. new season. Absolutely. Like many of these teams, there are, uh, the skiers, they have, uh, you know, they are not, 100% professional, so they have maybe studies or uh, or work uh, on the side. So I think that's that's important to remember that there are there are some some differences uh, between the skiers about how how professional they are. Not like that. the training, but whether they have uh, other things on the side besides just skiing and training. And that could uh, change a bit, you know, from season to season. Uh, sometimes they may have a little bit more time to train and, and then other years they might be more uh, occupied with other responsibilities. That is a good point. Uh, so we never know about these, these years. Uh, and also this is kind of a special year. Maybe some people m- might have had a little bit more time to, to train. So we might get some new names. Uh, popping up come the, the new season. But let's move on to the uh, the next one, Silvini Madhu's team. Let's take a look at this one, this particular one. This is Czech team. Uh, and there are three interesting names here. Yuri Bliska, Vaklav Zedlicek, and Martin Yaks. And on the uh, women's side, we have Karolina Krohova and uh, Anne Marijena, at least. Any thoughts on these guys uh, of course uh, when we look at the um, Martin Martin Yux I mean he's an Olympic and World Championship World Cup skier top 10 skier at the uh, 2018 Olympics so definitely a good skier although we don't know how much he has trained and what his really focus is on, on, on long distance skiing no I, I remember racing against him when I uh, did the World Cup races and as you said he uh, he has done many good races there with uh, with top 10 uh, Top ten there, so uh, he definitely has the the caps capacity. But um, as you said, we don't know how much he's been training for for the long double pulling races. And then they all also have Pavel Janasek, who is a top fifty skier. Uh, really, if the lady luck is on his side, so uh, those are the skiers on on this particular Czech team. We have quite many teams from from the Czech Republic, but as we are kind of 
uh, scarce with time, so we move on. This is the uh, the first Czech team on uh, uh, our list. And the next one uh, is the Austrian, the only Austrian team, uh, Ski Marathon Team Austria is next, which is kind of an interesting team because it's not just an Austrian team, it's quite international team. They have two skiers from Finland and Germany, and then even one from Australia, and then the rest of the gang, uh, pretty much, the you know, the... Um, an Austrian. And the best skier is Veli Matirasanen from Finland, uh, who is a, sort of a solid, good skier. Uh, he's done quite a lot of the Finland Cup races here in, in Finland. And, and Terhi Polari, uh, another name that's been around, uh, sort of a solid skier too. Uh, and I know that particularly Terhi, for example, is, as you said, Seaman is, is, is an athlete who really is doing this on a side. It's not a professional per se. Uh, she works full time, and uh, like so many, many of the the other ones. Anything you guys want to say about the Austrians? Especially if uh, Philip Bellingham, not an Austrian, but an Australian. I mean, I think some people have heard of that name. He's been around for a while, and uh, I think he could do pretty well. But I mean, this is not going to be a team in the in the top five. But uh, they're still good skiers. And these skiers are Nils Weirich and Felix Kappesberger. And you mentioned the Australian, uh, Philip Bellingham. Uh, and then the Austrians, Peter Kine, Anna-Maria Wörndle, Markus Dunkel and Florian Fliesnegger. And Markus and Florian are actually really young. They're just 19 years old. So uh, those could be the rising stars. So that's the ski marathon team, Austria, with some Finnish and German and, and one Australian skier. And then we move on to the next one, which is, again... A team uh, from the Czech Republic, and this is Slavia Poistovna sport team, and everybody knows that this is Stanislav Resak's uh, team, one of the one of the legends in the circuit, still going strong, forty-seven years old, and interestingly, this team also has a new recruit, Heli Heiskanen, from yeah. Finland. And uh, do you guys? I mean, Heli's been around. We know, but uh, Stanislav, we talk about him a little bit. Heli Heiskanen spin around. Do you think that she will be able to finally kind of <laughs> reach the level that she's been after? I know that she's, she's been training really a lot over the years, not just this year, but uh, for years now. Yeah, I mean, she's she was in the last week's podcast and she's motivated. She's training hard. She has a coach. She, I mean, she's 40 years old now, soon. Uh, but for sure, absolutely. I think she was 12 overall last season. I think definitely she could have some better races. And together with Stanislav, this team is going to be, be able to get some good points. I mean, Reshak, you always think he's too old or so. But every time when it's time for Vasilop, <laughs> he's in great shape. I mean, he's been top 10 many times the last years uh, he's amazing he can be like number 47 in the first races but then when it comes to Vasilopet he's he's just there and he's uh, yeah it's amazing athlete really and I think uh, lots of other athletes looks up to Stanislav even though it's very hard to talk to him when I talk to him it's like a mix between Ger German English and Czech and Swedish so <laughs> but uh, he's always looks nice and seems to be very Humble person. So, Simon, why is Stanislav always so good at Vasilopet? He's done the race like 50 times. Uh, so, he got... Uh, he's he's one of the guys in the in the field there together with Anders Auklan uh, with the most experience. Um, 
and I think it's just you know he's he's getting older and uh, Valsalope is uh, it's a bit different race from the others because it's it's so long uh, you know it's more about uh, it's more about your stamina in the in the upper body it's not so much about you know capacity like in Birkebeinen or Yesarska so maybe maybe this race suits him a little better now that he's he's almost turned. Uh, 50 so but for sure he he has to he has the experience from so many from from so many races and i think he know exactly what he needs to needs to do to perform well there so yeah i think that's uh, that's why he's uh, why that has been his best race uh, the last uh, the last couple of seasons so in addition to stanislav and heli uh, the other team members are pavel e- enderst Pavel Senal, two Pavels there, uh, and then uh, Clara Morovkova, Teresa Huyerova, and I'm um, missing someone, but those are at least the, the team members in this particular team. Moving on to an Italian one. This is an interesting team, Sotto Zero. And uh, these guys, uh, actually the whole name is Sotto Zero Trentino Team Zorzi Max. It's a kind of <laughs> quite a mouthful. Uh, but uh, this is actually based on a kind of a TV show, uh, sports magazine show. Uh, again, a team that promotes cross-country skiing, long-distance skiing, and uh, it's always good to have Italians. Francesco Ferrari, Mauro Brigado, those are at least the two names that have been around for some time. Um, probably the best, the well-known known names. And we have a Spanish skier, Sarduni Petriu, in this one as well. And then female skiers Antonella Confortola and Stefania Corradini. And then we have a young skier, Gabriel Cole, 21 years old, in this Italian team. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. There's many Italians coming up and they seem all to be from the Trentino region. Um, but it's, of course, great conditions for, for skiing. Uh, but they work uh, hardest with any many other teams in central europe that are with they're not stars like podium stars that they need to work and they're trained on when they're not working so it's a tough life but they they're doing a real good job and i mean i think italy is an upcoming nation in long distance skiing and these guys are pretty good though i mean francesco and mauro i mean francesco was actually 37th at kaiser maximilian love while mauro finished 14th in that race so yeah, and do he, you think i think he's also been uh top six in the illus levy yeah two years ago yeah so so he definitely has uh, potential and if i'm not wrong antonella confortola she's an old uh, world cup skier isn't she yeah and she's one of the oldest ladies in the Ski classic i think 45 and she didn't actually race uh, in any of the Pro Tour races last season, but uh, she did a Ski Classic, Visma Ski Classics Challenger event, uh, the Topla Cortina skating race. She was uh, fifth there. So it's a good uh, Italian team. Uh, they have a television behind them. Uh, lots of good uh, promotional uh, push there. And as we said, Francesco Amauro, really good skiers, uh, really close to the top. Moving on to the... Um, Next one, which is the um, Swiss team, Team BSV Ibex. This is an interesting one, the only Swiss team we have. And uh, the director, Markus Walser, uh, 
is uh, truly counting on, on on a long-term plan, hoping to produce or come up with a top Swiss um, athlete, you know, for long-distance skiing. Uh, the uh, and they have one truly an interesting name here, Ilya Ternusov. Yeah. What do you guys want to say about him? Of course, we know that he is focusing on uh, since uh, formerly Russian, now getting his uh, Swiss uh, citizenship. Uh, is focusing on the next Olympics. Uh, he wants to qualify as a as a Swiss skier, uh, but still been around uh, in. And we ski classics for a long time, and also uh, La Diagonella winner. So M- many pro athletes say that he always have the slowest ski in the peloton. I don't, I don't know what you say about that seaman. You have skied with him. Yeah, I don't know if he, if he has the slowest, but uh, I can say that he has in some races I've done with him. He has uh, he's not had the best uh, best equipment, and uh, I, so I think the. Some of his results they are not uh, not fair to to how his how his shape uh, actually was, uh, and uh, I think uh, with better better equipment in uh, in some of the races he would uh, he would definitely be be much higher up on the on the result lists. And uh, as you said, he has uh, he has won uh, multiple races, and uh, everybody knows his uh, capacity from uh, from World Cup. So. And he's uh, one of the guys that can uh, that can win races uh, this upcoming season. That's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, he's little little uneven because I remember him on the final stretch at Vasselopet last year. He was skiing. Uh, um, he could have won against Lina Koshkin, but he let her pass her. So yeah. he could be around. He could win races and be in the sixtieth place. So. It will be um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how much Vismaski Classic he will race. But at least we know that he's been training well because he is focusing on the World Championships and and uh, at least for the Olympics uh, in in two years, uh, actually less than a year next year. Uh, then the other skiers uh, in the team: Selina Fefli, uh, Karine Hoyeberger, uh, and Katarina Paul. And uh, then on the men's side: Nico Walter. Laura Brendley and Severin Bono, Bonolini. These are the young, young skiers that are uh, the ones that uh, the team director, Marcus Falser, is really putting his uh, high hopes on. And they are pretty good. I mean, particularly when you look at Nico, Laura and Severin, they all raced a neck and a neck at Lia, Lia, La Diagonela, their home turf race uh, that they all placed around a, a 50 there. So good skiers. Hopefully they will perform uh, really well this coming season. Now you can be part of Visma Ski Classics. Sign up for my pages if you haven't done it yet. You can be ranked among other skiers, including our pro team athletes, and compare your ranking with your friends. You can also get different pins that measure your achievements. So go to VismaSkiClassics.com, sign in by clicking my pages on the top, and get ready for action in Season 11. Moving on to Team Coop. And these guys, uh, the Norwegian team... Peter Suling Skinstar is the the guy who's been around the block, you know, for some time, and uh, his younger brother Morten is also part of the team. And additionally, they have Marte Nordlund and Marta Marta uh, Kester, and also a skier from Spain. So we have two skiers from from Spain. 
any facts or any any interesting info about these guys? These are Norwegian again, so I assume Seam and you might have something uh, up in his sleeve. I know Petter pretty well, uh, and uh, I think Morten he's uh, he's aiming more for the for the bit shorter races, you know, the normal uh, normal races in, in Norwegian Cup and Scandinavian Cup. Uh, he's a pretty decent uh, sprinter, uh, but Petter he was last year he focused one hundred percent on on the Vismaski Classic um, and was uh, pretty stable around. Uh, Top thirty. Uh, I guess he aims to to improve that uh, this year, uh, and uh, I think he on his on his best days he he had the capacity to you know to get around uh, maybe around top ten. Uh, he has uh, he has a good capacity uh, in the uphills, and uh, I think now as he ha- now that he has done the races for one for one year, he has a bit more experience than last year. So we'll see. Okay. We should also say that Petter is uh, really profiling Norway. He has lots of followers on Instagram, and he he works in, as an ambassador for for Madsus. And like he's many people in Norway know him, and uh, so he's good to have in uh, in a good team. He's a trade influencer. Yeah, it's kind of like you, Eric, isn't it? Everybody yeah. knows you in Sweden. You're a famous <laughs> coach, and <laughs> we're just not as good as uh, others. <laughs> <laughs> but we're ha- ha- half good. And we should also say that uh, Marte Nordlunde, I think that uh, she has been a world record holder in 100 meters, or at least she has been really fast in, in races in 100 meters. Is that correct? That's yeah. interesting. I mean, if you if, if that, that fast, but of course, there's a long way from 100 meters to, to 100k. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Lynn Swan, for example, has been really good at 100 meter skiing and she is a very strong World Cup skier for Sweden now. And I think it's it uh, says something at least about your uh, ability to ski fast in also longer races. And now we're moving on to Team Kurira. This one is next. And, uh, of course, they're formerly known as Team Igne. And uh, last year they had Jürgen Brink, uh, the legend of the sport, a three-time Vasalopet winner as they coach. But now Jürgen is devoting his time to his own business business uh, endeavors and also his family. So they have a new director, Matthias Blumberry. And uh, this team, I mean, really good team. I mean, Klaus Nilsson, uh, fifth at Vasalopet. I mean, <laughs> and uh, Johan Lövgren. Uh, also good. It was 15th. Barcelona, really, really guys who know how to do Barcelona well. And uh, Niklas Henriksson. And uh, he was uh, among the best 30 skiers in five races. And he's best 19th at Barcelona. So really, really good results uh, from these guys. But they have some uh, really young female athletes. Saga Nilsson, only 18. And Erlin Henriksson, 17. I mean, really young, young athletes. Interesting team. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Klaus was fifth at Vasselopet last year, and he has been training like there was no tomorrow this summer. He's, I mean, I follow him on Strava, and the workout he's doing is just crazy. He's very motivated, and uh, I think can he it, has... Can you give us an example? You can say like crazy. Yeah, what he, he did one 20 times 1,000 meters on the skierg, double pulling machine. That's, I don't know his times, but let's say three and a half minutes so 20 times three and a half minutes and then one hour up running on the treadmill 
So that's a pretty decent indoor workout. Uh, I mean, one hour tough, hard pace. So I, I think he is getting help from uh, Wolfgang Pischler, the biathlon coach. So do you think that these guys could be the next? I mean, they were really good at the Vasalop, but maybe among these skiers, we could get the next Swedish uh, Vasalop winner. Ah, it will be uh, maybe not Johan Lövgren and Niklas Henriksson and uh, Elin. Elin Hendriksson and Saga Nilsson, it will take some years for those, but uh, Klaas could win uh, on a good day, or at least maybe not win, but be on the podium. Yeah, and it's, I think it's interesting to see that uh, the young uh, young skiers are willing to to focus on the on the Wisman Ski Classics, and that, it, that we get more and more young young skiers in the in the camp. Yeah, and that's, I think that's nice. these. These are the two youngest, I think. Might be wrong. I think they are, yes, Saga and Anelin. But uh, as you said, uh, Klaus Nilsson could be the one who's really uh, knocking on the knocking on the podium, the door to the podium club. We'll see if it passes a lot better, as we just uh, mentioned last year. And then the next team is not from Sweden, but the country that I live in, you know, the neighbor country, Team Electrofit, a Finnish team. Here, a new team. They haven't been around. Uh, they've been around, but not uh, in Visma Ski Classics. And the skiers in this particular team are Maya Hakala, uh, and then uh, uh, Laura Toivanen, Jussi Häkkinen, Kalle Liukkonen, Mikael Lähtemäki, Marko Pentari, Simo Viljami Oyanen, and Henry Äijö. These are the guys. I can say that Maya Hakala has been around for, for a long time. Uh, she has been uh, among the top 10 uh, skiers at the Finnish Nationals and uh, even finished uh, twice in the top five. And uh, then Laura Toivon is a former biathlon. Uh, she has represented Finland uh, at several world championships and the Olympic Games, uh, even in, in uh, 2018. And then the other guys, the guys particularly, Jussi Hakkinen has been around. He's a long-distance skier. Uh, I don't think that these guys will... Well, really, they not they. The goal isn't even even to be in, in a, among the cream of the crop, you know, the top skiers. But they are happy to get points and happy to be around. And uh, Simo Viliami himself, he's running a, kind of like you, Eric. Actually, he's running running a, a kind of a coaching service here in Finland. Uh, he's taking people yeah, around. Yeah, I looked him. I looked him up when I worked for the the magazine. It has a nice website. Yes. Uh, so that's the Finnish team. I don't think, unless you guys have something to say about it, I think I know <laughs> these guys better than you do. Uh, so we can move on to uh, another Scandinavian team, Team Engon. Another interesting one. If uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, formerly the Ingen, the uh, current Team Korea is interesting one, so, so is this one, Team Engon. Jerry Arling's team, and they have Laila Kveli, Laila Kveli Arling. In a team, Vasalopet winner, two-time winner, and some uh, young skiers as well. Anton Elvsed, Vilma Jönsson, and uh, then Nils Persson. Also really great Vasalopet performance from him uh, from last season. Seventh. These guys, what do you think? Yeris gang. Well, they, they at least have the, the experience in the group with the with Jerry there, uh, he's been doing all these races since early 2000, uh, and 
I don't know if he's the person with most podiums in Rostadopo without a victory, but uh, he knows the races very well. Uh, I don't know how much he's training now uh, and how hard he's focusing on the on the race or if he has more of a mentor role. Uh, but uh, Laila, she has she has won Vasadopo, is it two times? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And been on the in the top of. Uh, in several of the other races. So uh, I think uh, when she has uh, on her best days, she can, uh, she can be fighting for the, for the top, uh, top positions. Definitely. And I did a podcast with her and she was really motivated and, and she's been really healthy and she was really hoping to kind of do a comeback. If, if, if you may put it this way. Uh, And uh, we'll see. I mean, I have high hopes for her. Yeah, and and this team arised. I mean, most uh, uh, for in this case, Yari and Laila did uh, some work for this company, and then after a while, they said they said like maybe we should also start a pro team, and that's that's how it evolved. And, and I think this could be a long term relationship, and I think this team might grow over the years. And I mean, if they could keep Nils Passion in the team, I mean, he, his brother Emil Passion is in Lager 157, so maybe they are kind of trying to get him over. We'll see. Speaking of him, what do you think about Nils? I mean, seventh was a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing. I, I, um, it was. Uh, I, I think many were surprised, but uh, yeah. It's great that he's staying in this small team. We'll see what's happened and, uh, and how he, he will perform in the shorter races, shorter Vismaski Classics races. And then we move on. I mean, as you said, this is an interesting team. Team Engon, uh, Yeris, Yeris gang. Uh, Yeris is not going to be racing that much. He was actually signed up for the uh, you know the prologue. So we'll see if he will do those races. He, he's come. working for a ski tunnel in Sweden, like... Uh, like a boss or project leader and he has been arranging some roller ski events outside the tunnel this summer okay that's interesting to know uh the next one team es endurance uh again a team from finland uh this time around we have three teams uh from finland and this is the second one we are talking about uh this is put together by erik sturval who's a skier who's been around here in finland uh many of these pretty much most of these Finnish skiers they've been doing a standard distances a little bit of a long distance on the side and now since uh Visma ski classics and long distance skiing is becoming more popular in Finland they are forming teams and stepping into the big arena and but they have one uh Swedish skier Erik Erik uh, Silfer yeah um, good sprinter been around for a while and He's fast, but I don't know about his long distance capacity. We will we'll see this winter. And then the other skier is Aniko Benner, the twenty year old uh, skier, and uh, but he was eighth at the sprint competition at the Junior National Championships, so definitely a rising star there. Uh, and the uh, women's side, uh, Annika Sjöström and uh, Eva Kaisa Lokusa. They uh, Eva Kaisa actually did much longer last winter. She was twenty eighth. Uh, names that have uh, been around, as I said, been around here in Finland, not that well known to uh, 
international audiences. But another good team from Finland. Uh, it's good to have them. I'm always happy to see Finnish teams. Team ES Endurance. Moving on to the next one, an Italian team once again. This one is Team Futura Trentino Alta Quota. Long names, these Italians, they love really these long names. Um, although this team has two Russians, Alexander Lekov and Yevgeny Dementiev, <laughs> and Elena Ustigova, two guys and one, one uh, uh, a female skier. And of course, I mean, these guys, you know, Olympics, Olympic gold medalist, you know, Alexander and Yevgeny, and Elena fish world championships uh, uh, in Seefeld. I mean, big names. And then the Italians. They got to make uh, Stefano, make uh, Manuel Amhoff, Marco Crestani, Marco Mosconi, and then finally Thea Swingshackle. Yeah, these are the names. What do you guys think about the uh, the Russians? I mean, of course, they're not training as much as they used to, but still, any juice left in these guys? It's hard to say. Uh, as you say, they have uh, they have delivered some uh, some pretty decent results before, uh, as we know. Uh, and uh, Dementiev, he has been around for uh, for some of these long distance races for uh, for some years. Um, but uh, yeah, as you said, we don't know how much uh, how much they are training. But uh, if they are uh, if they are serious in their in their training work, uh, they can definitely be uh, be high up on the on the result lists. But uh, it's hard to tell whether they are capable of top fifteen, top ten, or I think top five. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how focused they are. Yeah, I actually met Alexander a couple of times last season uh, when we're doing. Traveling around Europe, doing all these races, and he did quite often the skating race the next day. And he said that he's not really training that much, although he's still training about 15, 20 hours a week. So if that's not much, I don't know. But it depends. In, in, a, in a Russian scale, it's not that really that much. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Moving on to the from the Italian team to another Finnish team, and that is the team Nordic Athlete. Although I really wouldn't call this a Finnish team. Uh, it's formerly Team Mampa, which was, of course... A Finnish team, but now this is more of a Scandinavian uh, Nordic team, as even the name implies. And they have Montenegro Pedersen, your former teammate, uh, Seaman, and the Climbib winner, and yeah. then all the all the man pass. And we have some uh, cool information about this team. Uh, before we talk about your teammate Eric, you interviewed uh, Hans Manpa, the twenty-four, uh, the current uh, world record holder in 24 hours that both you and me have <laughs> have held you know the title before yeah it was a few weeks ago or a month ago or so and at that time he just got the uh, covid19 and now when i looked at uh, strava three days ago he had some problems with his hand now or his wrist now when it's cold because he got hurt during the fall and he, he injured his arteries in some ways. So he has a problem with blood circulation. circulation. So his, his hand is getting numb when it's cold. So he wrote like uh, on this training log, he wrote like uh, first ski, uh, ski workout of the season and maybe the last. So I think he's kind of worried about this, his hand, unfortunately. 
Yeah, it would be kind of sad to see him go, but let's see what happens uh, later on. But then, then Hedda, Hedda Bongman, Lynn Semskar, these two Swedish uh, female athletes. Yeah, I'm really excited about this team, actually, uh, especially Lynn Semskar, since she is a good uh, roller skier. She is, is a world champion, and uh, she has also won Allianz Loppet, the uh, roller ski race. She has been beating people on the national team and, and long distance skier. So I think she could be very strong already her first season in long distance skiing. Hedda Bongman, maybe not that good of a double polar as Lin, but those two together would be great. Hedda might take some points for the for the uphills and um and together with Morton of course they can get lots of points this new team and uh, we also saw Victor Mampa in Baselopet in the early breakaway. So I think this is going to be the the, the team, of, team of the year. <laughs> Could be. And even Hannes, you know, Mampa is really good as well. I mean, he was, I think, there, yeah. right behind uh, Victor uh, at Baselopet. And, and Hed, you mentioned Hed, that she actually lived in, in the USA. So then finally, Mortenere Pedersen, Seaman, you yeah. know all about him. Yeah, uh, he has uh, he has changed team now a couple of years, or both years after after I quit uh, Team Kafabridi last year and now Team Nordic Athlete and uh, I think he he has shown over the years uh, how good he is and I guess he will be just as good this season. Uh, I know how serious he he is in his uh, in his training work and uh, you know he has he has an endurance to stay you know the long the longest races and he also have a, a great capacity in the uphills uh, as we have seen with the with the climb jersey um, where he has been in the the first position the last you know the three years isn't it uh, yes that's so, correct yeah uh, and he has uh, he has a lot of uh, both podiums and uh, three victories so i think he will he will definitely be one of the the contenders for the for the yellow bib uh and also the the climb bib uh i don't know i guess he wants to he wants the yellow one more a bit more than the the climbing big climb bib this year so i don't know if he, he wants to try to focus even more on that one this year but uh that's what we hope for but yeah uh, <laughs> we'll i think if, if he can just be uh it's it's hard to it's, it's wrong to say that he hasn't been consistent uh through the season but uh I think he, if he wants to step, take the the last step all the way to the top, he need he needs to be a little bit more uh, more consistent uh, over the whole season. Uh, he has uh, yeah, maybe at least last uh, last season he was he was really good uh, the first half. Uh, so if he can be that good uh, the whole the whole season, uh, he will be hard to beat. He's pretty offensive, and uh, and yeah. he has even said himself that he likes. Uh, going for the points and he doesn't really a lot of people tell him kind of slow down a bit a little bit more tactically savvy but he just likes to go for the points and he just he thinks that he can win both the climb and the yellow bib yeah and i think i don't know how he's so good in the uphills and uh you know many of those points uh he gets just because he's one of the best skiers uh, in in the uphill so it's uh, it's not said that he has to use any more power to 
to to get those points. Uh, so I think he can, if his shape is uh, is as good as as it has been the last years, he can. I think it's possible for him to to take both the jerseys. Um, but that's the same for like Andreas or Petter or Tordas Uh I think all those guys can be contenders for both uh, the yellow bib and uh, the climb bib. If you have any feedback, questions, requests, and ideas, please contact us at podcast at skiclassics.com. Enjoy our Living You to Live You podcast and join the fun. So next in line, we have Team NTNUI, Sveko. This is also from Norway. Drondheim, to be more precise. Uh, the team director is Matthias Nuren and... Uh, Probably the best-known athlete is Ole Sullien Hulback. He was 61st at Topla Cortina. And the other guys in the team, Hans-Peter Olke and Inger Bonden, Olaf Talmo, Ludwig Vardal. Uh, and then we have at least Henrik Haukland Suverinsen and Frida Øygaard, Ingvild Bradlie. Those are the names in this particular team and of course this is um, as the team uh, director says uh, if this if there was a big bib category for smart and wise uh, these guys uh, should mm-hmm. claim it without a doubt because they are like a university team correct yeah that's probably right uh, so i guess all these uh, all these skiers are uh, you know both focused on on skiing but maybe even more on the on the studies, so I think it's correct there. I mean, in the US, you compete for your university. That would be great if you get like uh, Harvard and MIT racing in Visma Ski Classics also, not just one university. We'll see what uh, time, t- time will tell. Maybe you can work on that. Yeah. Time will tell, but that's uh, definitely an interesting team and uh, a really great to have them around as well and we're moving on to another italian team this is team robinson trentino and of course this is bruno de Bertoli's team have former uh legend or pro athlete himself one of the best long distance skiers uh in italy and he has of course two really interesting names russian alexander bachinsky and justina kovalchik Additionally, I'm going to uh, read all the names before we talk about them. Uh, Gilberto Panisi was a good skier. He was the 35th at La Diagonela, 47th at Marcellonga. Uh, Lorenzo Bussin. And uh, then we have Florian Capello, Matis Lerai, and Chiara Caminada. Well, what do you think, guys? We don't know how, how many races Justina will do. Uh, but Pacinski, he was pretty strong, uh, you know, uh, at sprints. Yeah, very very fast. He was uh, he was really good uh, with a silver medal from Vancouver as his best results, I guess. Uh, but as we have seen with uh, you know with some of the former sprinters from Norway, like Jon Christian Dahl and Johan Schulsta, uh, they performed very well uh, in uh, in Visma Ski Classics races when they decided to to change their focus. So. It's definitely possible for him as well, uh, depending on how much he's uh, he's training. And uh, yeah, 
how far he's willing to go to to perform well in, in, in these races. But uh, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting name. And together with Justina, uh, they are for sure the the two biggest stars in that in that team, if that's uh, if that's okay to say. And we all know how how good Christina Justina is um, on her best day. So yeah, it will be fun to see. But we'll see. I mean, she she just uh, won uh, the Berkey three times in a row. But but last season, I think she only did one race, and she was outside top ten. So maybe Kovalchik is not a top skier anymore, or maybe Lavinosta was just an exception. We we don't know. That is a good point. We really don't know. I mean, she didn't perform that well there. She was twelfth. Uh, she was in the in the lead group. Uh, you know. Uh, during the first round, but after that, uh, she fell a bit behind. And Alexandra Baczynski uh, is kind of a problem, or Achilles' heel so far has been the uh, kind of the lack of endurance. I mean, she's been really fast in some of the sprints. Uh, it's a hi- higher top speed than the other sprinters. Yes, but he, ha- he hasn't been able to finish uh, uh, that high up in the, in the uh, yeah. overall results. Yeah. So... Uh, the Italians, I mean, good skiers, as I said, like top, top 30, top 50 skiers. Uh, Panissini, Gilberto Panissini is probably, uh, besides these two names, the one. Uh, he, he's uh, almost Swedish. He lives in Sweden. Oh, he does? Yeah, in Fallon. No wonder he's skiing so well. Yeah. And then moving on uh, from Italy to uh, your capital city, uh, Seaman. Uh, team Rusta IL Uslu. Uh, and of course, they come from Uslu. Holmenkollen, I think, is uh, uh, the uh, training uh, ground you know, for these guys. Uh, but they have Evelina Bongman, the former youth bib- uh, winner uh, as well. And she's from uh, Sweden. And uh, then the other girl is Christine Stavnum Ankvern, also 18 years old. She's really one of the one of the youngest ones uh, in our uh, in our circuit uh the d- director of the team Stole Fenstad and then we have Thomas Gifstad a good skier uh, additionally we have Adles Smenes uh, Amund Rige and uh, Lars Sørensen and uh, Tor Olav Nesheim Jakob Grönseth Olsen and Marius Harf. Quite many of these guys are really young at their 20s or so. What about these seamen from Holmenkollen, Oslo? I, I guess if you say, they wouldn't like if you say they are from Holmenkoll. Uh, it's, uh, they have, they're a bit east, uh, southeast of Oslo, so where they have their training ground. So not Holmenkoll. But uh, it's okay. Uh, but I, they have some of the guys. They have been in the in the circuit for for some re- some years. Uh, have some experience with uh, a lot of the races. Uh, a guy like Thomas Gifsta, for example, have some some good results. Uh, we remember him from a breakaway in Machelonga some years ago. Um, and uh, as you mentioned, there are there are. Uh, some young guys here, uh, and I know they have uh, the, the you know the the training environment in in Rusta is uh, 
is really good uh, and uh, they are one of the biggest clubs in in Oslo uh, and Norway as well so anything you would add Eric anything you want to say about these guys well talking about clubs like Evelina Bongman she like you mentioned she has won the pink bib she's uh, her si- Hedda Bongman and Evelina Bongman they are sisters and they are from Offerdal it's a really good ski club outside Östersund and also Max Novak is from that club so it's a small club in a, in a small village, but they simply have a, a great environment there to, to become a good skier. Next, we'll have Team Strejkesta. This is a brand new team, Norwegian team. Uh, there are actually 10 athletes in this particular team. Uh, and the returning one, a comeback, uh, Queen Tuva Toftal Staber. She was on a podium. She's been on a podium in the past. She's actually second at König Ludwig Club in uh, 2014. And... Uh, top six positions there. And then Lieve Lindemark. And uh, then we have Jürgen uh, Christopher Mukin, uh, Thomas Edward uh, Just, uh, Per Christian Vessel, Gaute Glömlien, Erik Sebastian Randberg, uh, Karl Andreas Julsvoll, and Peter Natos, Lars Murset Kuros. These are the names. But I guess Tuba is an interesting name in this particular team. Yeah, she's uh, at least uh, the most, uh, maybe the the best results from earlier in her, in her career. Uh, but I don't know how much uh, she's been training the last uh, the last years. Uh, it's some years since since she quit. Uh, but uh, I think this is a team with uh, with good friends uh, who like to train, and uh, I think it's fun to to compete and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the guys, but I have. Uh, I have. Um, so my friends are friends with the uh, with the guys on this team, and uh, I think they are uh, a team that like to have. Uh, they have fun not go out, going out training and uh, and competing against each other, each other. So. And it's also worth mentioning that Liva Lindemark, uh, she has done the Norseman Extreme Triathlon, which is one of the most uh, crueling, you know, ultra events in the world. So it's a tough one. So definitely she has the endurance uh, for long distance skiing, but that remains to be seen. Moving on uh, to another uh, Norwegian team, a uh, team Sunfjell. And uh, these guys, uh, again, 10 uh, athletes in this particular team. The director is Jair Kvillum. And the names in this team are the athletes Ole uh, Erik Fuglehauk, Egrem, Sigurd Sollien, Hulbak. Uh, Tarjes Svenum, Svenum, Öyvind uh, Kinneberg, Konrad uh, Matson Mür, uh, Jonathan Hedbus, uh, and, and he's from Sweden actually. And on the women's side, we have um, Gurusterud uh, Studlien, uh, Magdalena Meyerhofer, and she's actually from Austria, and uh, Marita Klevmuen. Well, another team that's been around yeah and i think um it's interesting that they have those two new swedes on the team and i uh, especially kondran matson mir he has been training hard this summer and he's training a lot with the uh, team lager 157 in östersund and i know they did like a, a workout that were 215 kilometers uh, early in the summer so that's a pretty uh, it's like 11 hour workout so He's pretty serious about skiing, and I think he could do 
pretty well in this first uh, real season for him in Vismaski Classics. He certainly has the capacity. He finished 28th uh, in the 50-kilometer skating race at the Swedish Nationals in, in 2019. So we'll see. Definitely a, a great team. Um, Seaman, Norwegians, what do you want to say about these guys? Well, as um, I don't know them, I don't know that well. But uh, as you said, they had, it's a team that's been in the been in the game for for a while, uh, and uh, I know how uh, serious Norwegian skiers are. So it's it's possible that we can see some of these uh, these guys in the doing some good races uh, this upcoming season for sure. Then Team Telemark, also from Norway. And uh, we have the Reisteloipe winner, Mikael Gunnulfsen, and who was supposed to race, uh, you know, in, in Ruka, you know, at the World, uh, the, the World Cup season uh, opening. But he got sick and couldn't, couldn't really uh, participate. And then Astrid Öreselin's sister, Kari, is in the team. And Peter Nordhug's younger brother, Evan. Uh, is also in the team. So really interesting, interesting names. Uh, additionally, they have Henrik uh, Donestad, uh, Erik Musen, and Sivek Notten, uh, Susan Sachstuen, and Mari Norlunde. So, good guys. Interesting names in this particular team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, it's... Uh, many of these skiers, they are... Uh, they're really good on the more traditional distances. Uh, and as you said, Mikael Gunnarsson, he, he won the, the national opening in Baitostorn this year and was supposed to do the World Cup in, in Ruka. Um, and Evan Nortug, he's, uh, he's uh, one of the best sprinters in Norway on his, his best days. I think it was actually today he got third in the Norwegian Cup. Yeah, so I know. They're, they're no. in good shape. Uh, and um, and Kari, yeah, she has been on the on the national teams for for several years. So I think this is maybe the team with uh, with the best skiers on the uh, on the traditional distances, uh, like uh, sprint and ten, fifteen kilometers, uh, thirty kilometers. But uh, it will be interesting to see if uh, if any, any of them wants to to do some Vismasi classic races uh, this winter, uh, how well they can uh, perform there uh, because they're definitely good skiers. They definitely are. And, and we'll see how uh, they will perform come the new season. And as you said, how many races these, particularly these three uh, will do. The next team talking about big names and big stars uh, of, is the team Expand Fuel. And they have uh, one of the biggest names, uh, Mr. Aviator, Turas Dalen. This is an interesting team, uh, really. Um, well, talk about, uh, of course, uh, Turas They have also Astrid Jacobs and uh, Erik Brandstahl, although they're more like a mentors uh, in the team. That really remains to be seen if they're going to race or if, if, if so, how many... Uh, Races and then Christopher Nielsen's been around, uh, Ingeborg Dahl as well, and Thomas Ödegard and this team. So, uh, Seema, what do you think? Uh, we waited for a long time for uh, Tour Asle to let us know uh, about his future plans and, and his teams, and now we know that this is his team. Uh, he left Ragde and now he's like his own captain. Yeah, uh, I think it's. Uh... 
it's no doubt that he's the captain in the team now. And as you said, he, he waited a long time to tell to tell about his plans. Uh, but I think he's uh, he's motivated and he know what it takes to to fight for the for the wins. And uh, I think he will be he he definitely will be one of the the contenders for the for the yellow bib and uh, fight for the wins in uh, you know most of the races. Uh, and uh, I also know uh, Eirik. I think he's training pretty decent. Uh, so it would have, it will be fun to see if he he wants to do any do any races this winter. Uh, and I think if he decide to to come racing, I think he'll be be able to do some uh, some good results so that will be interesting and uh, you know some of the Ingeborg Dahl and Christoph Nielsen they have done uh, done most of the races for for some years now so they also have uh, have some experience um, so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, to see they perform this winter and Ingeborg was really uh, strong at uh, the early season, and she was going for the sprint points. And we remember Christopher, uh, you know, for for the the mishap that he had he, uh, in Livigno when uh, he broke his ski, and, and he was awarded the Visma Skier of the Day award that day. Uh, but as you said, really interesting uh, uh, names here, and uh, Tour Asle definitely uh, by no means uh, has been. He he was second in the overall, you know, the champion title only 105 points behind uh, Andreas Nigord and since we didn't have the last races of the season he was fighting for the for the yellow bib and I think it's it might be good for him uh, uh, to yeah because be... he has been I mean when uh, either Nigord or Eliasen were up front in the breakaway he had to stay calm in the in the in the group so I think it could be this could be great for him he was full of revenge last season Exactly. That that was what I was going to say. That now he's on his own. He doesn't have to play for the team, so to speak. Good team. Great to have uh, Turasle there. Uh, as we said, it took a while for us to to find out uh, about his plans, but here he is. Then Team Zips. This is a German team, uh, and uh, the director is Andreas Tannert, and uh, he's also racing. He's fifty. Uh, one years old, or is turning 51 uh, in this month, uh, but he's not slowing down. He's still racing quite a lot. And uh, then we'll have Peter uh, Riedl, uh, Tobias Hartig, and uh, female athletes, Melina Schöttes, Hanna Neumeyer. And uh, I think that's about it. A German actually- guys. They actually might get a Swede on the team as well. Uh, I've uh, talked to a guy last week that might join this team. So we'll can, see. But that that's not a top skier either. Can you say the name or is it still top secret? No, it's not top secret, but it's a secret. Seaman, do you think that these Germans? It's hard to say. I don't know them that well. But uh, as we talked about earlier, it's I think it's important to have uh, have these teams from Germany. To spread the cross country uh, um, over Central Europe, so that it's not only teams from uh, from the Nordic countries. Indeed, that's very important. And now we've gone through pretty much all the teams between uh, the ten and 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 thirty five, and we have the the top teams left, uh, the the best ones in the game, 
And let's start with Ed System Bauer team, Lucas Bauer's team. And we mentioned earlier that Roxanne Lagro and Alexis Janerod, they moved from this team uh, and also Ilya Zernusov uh, is out. Uh, he's in a, in a Swiss team right now, but they still have Katarina Smutna. We all know who, uh, who she is and all her uh, uh, wonderful performances, uh, 32 podium places in total, 11 wins. That's pretty amazing. And they have uh, Bob Impala from Sweden, second at Vasalopet in uh, 2018. Additionally, uh, Anna Sikstova, uh, Jonas Bestak, and Adam Matus, Miroslav Rubel, uh, and uh, is a good one. He's a uh, really a strong skier uh, because he was at the World Championships uh, in Seyfeld as well. Uh, Odne Jigernes, as actually from Norway. Ilya Boroshkin from Russia. It's a very international team. Lucas always likes to have his team a very international. Uh, it's a Czech team uh, on paper, but a lot of skiers from different different countries, different nationalities, and all, of course Ilya Boroshkin, a uh, strong skier. Uh, and he's done World Cup races and uh, uh, was actually in Rukalasi, not this season, but season. He was the 21st in the overall standings there. So good skiers here. Uh, first, uh, Eric Popimpola, a word about him. Yeah. A really <laughs> uh, interesting skier, uh, quite uneven. Quite uneven, yeah. He's always been. Uh, I raced to him a lot. And I mean, we were at the same level and suddenly he got second in Vasaloppet and then he can be like number 71 or 39 or so. He has, but I mean, he has great capacity. He can do very, very long workouts. Yeah, This summer he made like a record in the tunnel in Torsby. He skied like 100 kilometers or something indoors. Um, you never know about Bob Impola. And then, Seaman, what do you think about uh, this team, and uh, particularly Katarina Smutna? Do you think that she's still... I mean, she's been on the podium. She was in a podium last season as well. But to become the winner that she used to be a few years a few years ago, is does she still have a chance? I don't know. It's. Uh, I think she definitely definitely has the chance to you know, to fight for the the podium positions. But uh, we have seen how strong Britta and Austria have been the last last season. So And Lina, Lina as well. And Lina, yeah, for sure. Uh, and this year we also have Marit Bjergen. So I think it will be a really hard fight for the, for the victories this year. So I don't know, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. And uh, that she'll be strong, I think it's, uh, that's for sure. But uh, if she's strong enough for uh, for the victories, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about the fact that uh, Roxana, Alexis, and also Ilya are all gone? Do you think that Lucas Bauer's team will be able to stay within the top 10 teams? Well, I think they, it's going to be a hard time for them. Those three strong names, even though they have some new recruits, I think it will be tough. And also, I'm kind of worried about Lucas Bauer, how involved he is now compared to before. I think he's a coach in Poland now and uh, maybe has a little split focus. So, yeah, a little bit worried about for this team, actually. But as you said, there are some good names, uh, Miroslav Ripple and, and Ilya Poryskin. Let's see you know, how they will perform and how many races they are going to do. Uh, definitely an interesting uh, team there. Then, Eric, your countrymen. Lager 157 ski team. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a tough, a, a good team. Uh, 
Uh, just I did an interview with Marcus Johansson. Uh, that's the, the podcast that's out there. You can listen to that. And he's been training, training well. Although, once again, uh, he has faced a bit of a, you know, uh, mishaps and, you know, uh, unfortunate uh, events there. But this is certainly a, a team. Anton Carlson is coming back and Emil Parson. Uh, you know, two uh, victories, Ebimu and Fjeld from Norway, strong skier, always, always there, once in a podium uh, at Ullas Levi, new skier, Carolina Hederström, uh, pretty young, she's 20, and then of course, Britta Johansson Ogren, uh, the undisputed queen of the, of the sport, I mean, and uh, then Anton Holmberg, I think now I mentioned all the names. Um, Eric, do you think that these guys will finally be number one? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I went to camp with them uh, this fall. And I mean, of course, I followed them closely. I know most of them personally on the team. And the quick review is that Britta Iwasa-Nurgen, she she's been training well. She's been performing well in the early races. Uh, it looks good. Elin Moulin has taken a really good step forward in the right direction. She was injured and sick a lot last season. When I was at the camp, she was very strong. I think she's going to be like one of the ladies in, in the uh, women's category that's going to perform better than the than anyone else think. Carolina uh, Hedenström is still very young. I think we, we need to give her a few years. Uh, Anton Carlson, I would say he was the one that was best in shape during the fall, at least. He has won some... Uh, test races um, Emil Persson was sixth in the national in the Swedish national opening at the 15k classic against the national team so but he's an interesting skier because he is like if he has a bad day he's like not good at all I some intervals I could stay with him during this fall and then some intervals he was like way ahead so um it's like, yeah, we saw that last winter as well. He won two races and some races he was not uh, performing well. Uh, Marcus, you mentioned about his rib injured. Um, Andreas Holmberg has been yeah, consistent. I think he could be a good climber this uh, winter as well. So overall, I would say because Elin Moulin is much better and because the, the guys are good, uh, I think they will win. Um, about even Moonfell, I don't know, except from he had a mediocre start of the season at Beitostelle. See, I mean, you probably have uh, more information about Ovin. I mean, he's always been strong, solid, sort of a support skier. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe one of the most loyal domestiques, if you can say that, in the in the field. Uh, so, but uh, I think he's. Uh, he is. He was third in Ilaslevi two years ago, uh, uh, but he has, you know, I don't know how many times he's been among the top tens. So he definitely has uh, has the the potential to be up there. Uh, he just, you know, sort of misses that the last couple of percents maybe. Uh, but he is. Uh, I think he's training well. Uh, he got a kid this. Uh, this summer, so we'll see how that impact on him. Um, but I don't think uh, we should look too much on the results from uh, from back to Sterling. Uh, 
there are many long distance uh, skiers that have performed bad bad in those races but been been really good in the in the long long distance races uh, later on in the season so like Nigor and there's Nigor I mean he's yeah. quite up and he's not really in the best shape uh, exactly. he, he, he even has said that himself that uh, you know it takes him a but, while to kind of tune himself up so I, I think he will be he will be strong so but if he has uh, taken any steps from from the previous seasons uh, I don't know we'll have to see and then Eric, pretty briefly, uh, Britta Johansson-Nogren, do you think that she will be the queen again? I mean, the, the thing with Britta is that she is so consistent. She is healthy and free of injuries. She's doing every race. That's maybe the biggest reason why she wins uh, the Yellow Bib. Uh, on a given day, I would say, if Astrid, uh, Iris Linde and Lina... Korsken is on the same starting line. I would many times I would put my money on Lina or Astrid, but Britta, she's yeah, she's amazing. She is uh, she's doing well. She doesn't have a horrible race ever, and so um, uh, we'll see. It, it all depends on uh, how, how if people are healthy, but I think she is able to take her sixth uh, yellow bib in a row. That remains to be seen. Definitely a strong team. One of the best ones could be the number one uh, come the the new season, season 11. Russian winter team. These guys love winter, of course, but they performed so well last season. Eremil Vokuev won uh, in the La La Venesta. Alexei Shemiakin, he was on the podium. Third, Diagonela. Also, Anastasia Vlasova surprised us as all. And uh, she was third at Topla Cortina. Additionally, all the guys performed uh, really well. Anastasia Rugalina, Olga Chareva, uh, also very good top 10 athletes. And we also have to remember that Maxim Bileksanin, uh, he was there, I mean, but he performed pretty solidly. I mean, he was uh, 9th at La Diagonela, 11th at Machalonga. And he's, if he's been training well, this could be his year. year. And Alexander Krevenko, Alexei Poskin, I mean, really a good team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, there are some really strong names there. Uh, and we saw last year um, that they did some some really good races with uh, Armin Vukuyev, um, who won the Lavanosta, uh, and also a couple of the other guys uh, on the on the podium. So, uh, and as you said, with uh, with Maxim Vilekshanin and. Uh, all the experience he he has, it's uh, it will be really interesting to see to see they fighting against uh, the Norwegian and uh, Swedish uh, first of all teams uh, for the for the top uh, positions this winter. And Erbil was actually uh, in uh, in Ruka as well uh, at the world top world, thirty. Yes, exactly. I mean, he performed really well there. So he's a he's a national team member and. We don't know how many races he will be able to do uh, this season, but he will be he will be doing some for sure. Yes. So, Eric, what, what do you think about the, uh, these Russians? Is there anything that you? Yeah, it, it's yeah. If they are on the starting line, they're very fast, and I mean there are several of them, and um, they they could be a top three team if they are doing all the races. And uh, I mean, we saw in. Uh, for example, Kaiser Maximilian and Lauf, there were, I think, three of them in the in the peloton in the end. They, they crashed at that time, but at Lavinosta, they were three skiers very high up there. So 
they they have a, not just one skier. They have a few, and and also on the women's side, you mentioned that the the podium of Last of Us. So if they're doing all the races, uh, they they can be a top three team. If you have any feedback, questions, requests, and ideas, please contact us at podcast at skiclassics.com. Enjoy our Living You to Live podcast and join the fun. And next, the Coffee Boys. And now, girls as well. Team Coffee Bruggeriet, Vetletulis Gang. Well, a lot can be said about this one. Stienberg, of course, uh, the uh, sprint winner, Deakrok and Murud. Left, you know, the uh, the Auckland house, uh, you know, Team Rack de Allendom, and now she is representing this team. And they also have a, uh, another a female skier, Uda Nedrim. And for this team that for the longest time didn't have any female skiers, now they have two. Uh, and besides Vetle and Stian, uh, we have Magnus Westerheim. And uh, then we have Richard Pettersen still around, your teammate, <laughs> Seaman. Uh, talk to him, and he's uh, still planning to do. Uh, some of the Grand Classic races, Vasalopet and Birken, of course, big races for him. Nils Ingnar Adne as well. Well, coffee boys and girls, uh, Vetletuli, he's been around and it looked that he's finally going to make it. I mean, he was like really close, fourth and fifth. And I was pretty much thinking that, okay, this is Vetle's year. But once again, Something gonna happen there, and I know that he has even admitted himself that it is sometimes kind of tough to run his team and and to be a top athlete simultaneously. Seaman, what does he need to do? Uh, well, I, I think it's uh, the margins uh, are small uh, between you know a fourth and a third position, for example, uh, and uh, so I think he, he we can definitely see him on the on the podium this winter. Uh, and uh, he is strong and he has built up a lot of experience now. Uh, he has done these races for many years. Um, but as I said, it's it's a hard job to to both focus on uh, you know on the training and uh, and uh, the team uh, and organizing uh, everything around the team with the sponsors and uh, you know the administration of the team. so it's um, he needs to to balance those two parts, but it's uh, I must say it's uh, it's an impressive job he has done building up this team, uh, and uh, both Magnus and uh, and Stian has also grown over the last uh, last couple of seasons. So I think uh, those three guys will uh, will definitely see them uh, high up on the result list uh, th- this winter. Uh, Stian will probably fight for the sprint jersey again. Um, and then I think we'll, this time he will I don't think he will be as good as he was before but uh, he can be up there in in, uh, in those biggest races if he if he focus on them um, so and uh, Thea she is uh, I think it was it was her first season last year uh, now she has one one more year of experience and um, I think she can uh, she can do do really good races as well, um, for sure. What about Magnus Westerheim? I mean, he's been around too, and he's been kind of an eternal rising star and a top 10 every once in a while, but still, there's so much potential that he hasn't been able to... to uh, yeah, uh, I think 
if I'm to be honest, I think uh, like last season, I think he's sometimes he he I think he trains too much. Uh, so he's uh, he's racing a bit more tired than he he need to be sometimes, and uh, uh, I think that's. Uh, He's so eager to to do a good job on the training, and I think he's training more than most of the other athletes in the in the field there. So I think for him, just a little bit more rest uh, would help him to, you know, to to come higher up on the on the result list. That's my opinion. So, Eric, do you think that this team, Team Cafe Brugeriet, Cafe Boys and Girls, will be top three? No, not without Morten. They lose a lot of points there. Um, T- Tia was top 10 in the women's category but she didn't take as many points as Morten did so um, no I, I don't think so but of course they, they will perform well and I, I I really like that they have two female skiers now so Team Kuteng next one this is definitely a team that's been high up there they won the uh, the title uh, the best uh, pro team uh, twice uh, and uh, they've known for Excellent tactics and and uh, victories by Stian Hulgard, um, of course. Um, Vasalopet, I think five years in a row, has been on a podium, uh, but he hasn't been able to, uh, you know, to be number one so far. Maybe next year. Uh, but this team that was called Team United Bakeries in the past, they also facing or have faced. Uh, Couple changes too. First of all, uh, Tura Bier said Bedal is not racing anymore, Machalonga and Vasalopet winner. Uh, he's still around, he's still running the team. And also, Karivik Hagen Yetnes stepped aside and, uh, you know, Machalonga winner. But they have Emilia Fleten, second at Yiseska Paresatka. She also transferred from uh, Team Ragde Ayendom uh, and Astridores Lind. Uh, definitely one of them, one of the greatest. I mentioned Stian Helgard, Grisande Jespers, and finally, Got what he deserved, and he won La Diagonela. Uh, Tudleif Sustar, strong skier, a good Vasalopet skier. He's been on the podium uh, uh, twice now, and uh, really, really a good team. But the question is will these guys, will this team be not even fighting for the, the victory, but even top, top three? Yeah, I think top three for sure. But as you said, they lost Vikagen Yetnes and they lost Ture Beardal. So uh, even though Emily Fleten, Emily Fleten is getting lots of points, I, I don't think they are able to, to win the, the, the team competition. Um, actually, the first name of this team was Team Skigo. Team United Bakeries was another Team United Bakeries and then Team Skigo turned into the new United Bakeries. Uh, but they have been around for like the third year or so in Wismaski Classics. Um, I think a lot has to do also what Chris Andre Jespersen wants to do. Uh, maybe Simon has an answer on that. I mean, he is trying some biathlon now, and he has been he performed very well in skating races in the early season here. So I, I don't know if he's going to do full ski classic season. Uh, do you know that, Simon? No, uh, I don't know that either. But uh, I think we'll we'll see him uh, at least in the in the biggest races. Uh, I know he's been focusing on the on the biathlon, but 
yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It will. I think it definitely will be hard for him to to qualify for you know international races in in the biathlon. But um, we'll have to wait and see there. But uh, I think he will do the he will do the biggest long distance races. Uh, we all saw his capacity last year in uh, La Diagonella. Uh, I think that was one of the most uh, uh, impressive performances uh, the whole season. Uh, so on his best day, yeah, he is. Uh, maybe the strongest gear uh, to get with Petre Eliasson. And that was truly... Yeah, he won by like two minutes or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a uh, truly emotional victory as well for him. He was in tears, you know, after that race. Uh, and, uh, but he needs to, to go to the finish line. He, it's, uh, <laughs> he One race last season, he didn't get his skis on in the start and he dropped out. And one race, he crashed and dropped out. So So we need him... To get to the finish line, to 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 get those points. Uh, I mean, in a team competition, the uh, everyone's points count. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think I think definitely they will be fighting for the for the top three. And uh, I think uh, I think Astrid, we know how good she is, and I think also Emilia will uh, will take a step up from uh, from last season and uh, collect a lot of points uh, and. Um, you know, we all know how how good Stian uh, is on his best days. So I think we will, together with Tudev, uh, we will see they collect a lot of points and uh, and fight for the yeah. for the top three, definitely. Yeah. The question is, uh, will Stian finally win? He has the capacity. Yeah, and he has a pretty good sprint. Yeah. So he 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 could win races. That's that's correct. But maybe moving on to uh, let's take another team that so we don't forget this. This is not really a top ten team, but this is a the the final German team. Uh, this is the cross country uh, ski uh, d e a n ski marathon team. I want to talk about these guys before we continue with the top team team, so that we won't forget these uh, great Germans. Mario Helgen, Felgenhauer, uh, and Thomas Freimuth are the. Uh, uh, team leaders of this gang and Thomas, Thomas Freimuth, of course, is still the best German uh, performer at Barcelona. He has the fastest time uh, uh, by a German, and I think he was top ten, twenty. I think seventeenth is his his uh, position. I think that's also the best position by a German skier at Barcelona. Uh, additionally, uh, they have uh, uh, Tobias Dartz, Matthias uh, Fugger, uh, Michael Förster, uh, Sascha Moers. Uh, Adrian Boshart, uh, actually from Switzerland, uh, Franziska Müller, uh, Katja Bieri, Karin Weltert, and Melina Meyer. These are the skiers in this team. Well, uh, naturally, these guys are not going to be uh, top 10 t- teams, but. Uh... We should also mention that the pro team director is Sabine Freimuth, and I think that's the only female team director. Yes, that's correct. Uh, but Thomas Freimuth still around, still doing races. Uh, and uh, what do you, Eric, think? I mean, do you think that any of these guys may have a chance? There, I mean, looking at them, like top, some of them are like top, top fifty, fifty skiers on a good day. Yeah, I mean, they could be. I, I remember seeing Freimuth b- b- the days before Vassal up at one year, and he was doing this uh, car. car carbohydrate loading when you first empty your body until wednesday and thursday he was totally empty of energy and then he was eating like uh, like there was no tomorrow for two days and he's 
it's an interesting skier that Thomas Freimuth, uh, uh, but I mean, the, the young skiers can do well. Franziska Müller has been doing some good ski classics races and so on. So not, not a top 10 team, but they could do well. Certainly a good team. Uh, moving on to the uh, top teams, Team Barket partner, Schuscheren. Of course, these guys have, uh, have also been around for a long time, kind of a persistent team, a lot of top 10 performers. Uh, and I know that these guys definitely want to climb up the ladder. Uh, and they have uh, Julia Angelcher in this team as well, uh, since Team Serneke is not around anymore. And she was 16th at the uh, the final, you know, the champion competition in, uh, on the women's side. Marirene Sherum Gangsher. Uh, she was formerly in a team exp- expand and uh, Sivir Bergan. And uh, then we have Simen Engebrets and Nordli. Really a strong, strong uh, uh, skier. Uh, he was 10th at Barcelona, 14th at Jiseska uh, Paresatka, Vinyas Kuxholm. Uh, he actually won two challenger uh, events at Dolomit and Lauf and Barcelona, China. But for some reason, he just couldn't find the same speed uh, at uh, any of the pro team events. Kind of like, uh, I think, at least for me, he's, he's kind of like uh, uh, Westerheim, Amongst Westerheim. One of those names has been around, uh, but a promising uh, athlete. Uh, but he hasn't been able to completely fulfill you know, the potential that he possesses. And then uh, Runar Skalk-Mathiesen, also a good, good, uh, strong skier, uh, pretty much around the 20th place. Uh, could be a and top. also sometimes in... Uh... The top in in the peloton taking some yes, win. Yes, very very uh, uh, conspicuous there. And uh, Magnus Bleken, Chetil Turum, Sofia Elebru uh, in this team, and Christina Fjeld. Well, what do you guys want to say about this Barket partner, Husha and guys and girls? Yeah, many of these skiers have been uh, around in the in the circuit for circuit for some some years now, and uh, we saw last year with uh, Simon Engvits Nuli and his uh, top ten uh, finish in in Vasaloppe uh, that uh, that they definitely have potential on their uh, on their best days. So uh, I know they are. Uh, they're training well, and uh, but many of these guys they have uh, and girls have uh, work and study uh, on the side, so they're not able to focus just one hundred percent on the on the skiing career. Uh, but they are uh, they're definitely capable of uh, of fighting for some uh, some top ten positions in uh, in some of the races. I would say this is like the the best team without the star. Like all the other all the teams that are better than Team Parquet Partner Huchen, they have like a star that could be top five or so. But they they have more like a, a broader team. Yeah, for sure. And Eric, what do you want to say about uh, Sofia Lebru? I mean, uh, her season wasn't maybe exactly what she was hoping for. Yeah, she is good for uh, Ragde. Uh, and um, when she entered the Vismaski Classics. But we had high hopes for her, but uh, I, I think she has more potential for a long-distance skier than we have been seeing so far. So we'll see. Then we have a couple more left, uh, and I'm going to save the number one team for last. So let's take uh, 
Valdava Fun Team next. Uh, this is also from the uh, you know the Czech Republic, uh, and they uh, had three Finnish skiers uh, in the team that all moved on to uh, different uh, different teams. Ari Lusua, of course, our best uh, skier, the best skier from Finland uh, on the men's side. Isa Konstrom and Heli Heiskanen, uh, and now they have Maria Krefnings, who's returning, really a strong. Uh, skier from uh, Sweden, fifth at Basel Open in uh, 2019. Uh, it's a really, really um, good team. Uh, Andrea Klementova and Nora Kivik, another Finnish skier uh, in the team. Fabian Stosek, uh, Jan Schreil, uh, Luke, uh, uh, who uh, actually transferred from Lucas Bauer's team. And uh, then Adela Budikova, who was actually uh, took a year off because she gave birth to a baby girl, the, to a daughter named Annika. And she was fourth at uh, Jeseska Parasatka 2019, and she's back now. So this one, Valda Fun Team, uh, it, it'll be tough. It'll be tough for these guys. Ari Luzu is not there uh, collecting any points. Of course, Maria Krefnings will be strong, uh, but they're certainly lacking uh, a good top 10 uh, male skier. Uh, as you said, Maria Grefning will be strong. And I mean, he she has been, I think, second in the FIS World Lopet Cup two times. Uh, she's a very good skater um, and apparently good double puller. She, she has been fifth in Vasa Lopet. I don't know it, if she lasts for a whole season with the races every weekend with double pulling, but she's very motivated. Like uh, she put out in social media while she, she was pregnant and just after she gave birth that she was back in training and, and really hungry for, for racing and so on. So if she can uh, last for all this double polling, she could be a, a strong skier for that team. And at least for now, she is going to do every race, but uh, that remains to be seen. But she uh, has uh, registered for every race. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, so that's the Valdemar fun, fun team. I think this is definitely the uh, the team that has a hard time to stay in a within a top ten uh, because they've lost so many good skiers. Uh, I would be, to be honest, a bit surprised if they if they remain there. But you know, anything can yeah, happen. And Jan Sreil, I mean, we remember from Vasalop at a few years ago, he was in the lead at least for a very long time, together with Juartiele. Uh, Indeed, and then. Team Ramutten from Sweden, Gustav Kuskren, his team, Alina Kuskren in the team, the brightest star. I mean, what a performance, you know, the Vasalop at last uh, season. She made history there. We talked about that. She finished 57th uh, alongside uh, with Ilya Zernusov, as you said, uh, Eric. And she also won Kaiser Maximilian Love. Unfortunately, she got sick uh, in between those uh, two races. Uh, but she was able to bounce back uh, and uh, and won Vasa Lopet. And then Max Novak, Ida Dahl, they both won the youth competition. Both of them were they like the, really the rising stars, the, the Comets uh, last season. And not just them, but uh, Jenny Larsson, really, uh, really good. I mean, it's uh, uh, this this team really has a potential uh, to be, be fighting for a... You know, they're at least you know the top, top three uh, in the protein competition for the top three uh, places. Since they are from Sweden, uh, Eric, 
what are your hopes for this? Oh, this big hopes. I think it's looking great. Lena has been very strong in the roller ski competitions. Uh, she has she was top 10 in the opening in Bruksvallarna, just double polling, beating lots of girls in the national team, even though as Seaman had a good point that it doesn't say too much, these opening races, but it's still some indicating indicators. Uh, Lena is looking really good. Um, and I mean, Ida Dahl, she's also had a good preseason and Jenny Larsson. I mean, there's a good women's side there. And Max Novak won the opening race. He has been also strong in the, in the summer in the test races. Um, Johannes Eklev did a good opening and Herman Paus, I don't know, don't know so much about him. He, he is, uh, he's very young, but what, what I miss for Team Raboden, they have like only one star in the men's side, Max Novak. And I think they should have recruited Jerdalen, Turashle Jerdalen. Even though it's a team that wants young athletes, I think they should have recruited him because then they could have won. I mean, I think they would have won the team competition if they had Jerdalen on the team. So I think, ah, I don't like that they didn't bring him in. And they definitely could have learned from uh, from his experience, uh, like you said earlier. Yeah, as well. There are a lot of young guys uh, in the team. Uh, Lina for sure has a lot of experience, uh, but uh, yeah, Hermann, he's um, he's a young guy, uh, and um, I know he's uh, he's really motivated. Uh, seeing some of his training on Strava, and uh, he's doing a lot of double, double pulling at least. So. Uh, We'll see if he, he did some races last year, and we'll see if he he's able to to take a step step up on the on the result lists. But yeah, I mean he was strong, but I don't think he was top thirty or so. He was top hundred at least at a couple of races, around maybe seventy play seventieth or so. And they also have uh, Johannes Eklöf, a good performer as well, top yes. twenty skier on a good day. So it's, but but you're right, Eric. I mean, it's a pretty. I mean, this team uh, focuses on 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 youth. They want to keep it very fresh and young. Uh, and of course, Lena uh, kind of represents the experience. Could have been interesting to see this team with someone like uh, Yed Allen, Mr. Aviator. But this is the way they want to go. But definitely, I think this will be a, a, again a team that will will do wonders come there. New, new season uh, and uh, now we only have one team left and at this uh, stage I think it's also good to to uh, remind you and promote the uh, our magazine which is out there the the pro XC uh, skiing magazine which you can get you can order that uh, online you can go www.vismaskiclassics.com and to go to our shop and you can order it there, just the issue itself, or you can get a, a special uh, Christmas package as well along with that. So go and check it out. Uh, you can read more about these teams and uh, the favorites and the events and stuff like that. Uh, so really some some cool stuff uh, in that magazine. But now, the number one team. Uh, the house that the Auckland brothers built. Team Rakte Ayendom, formerly known as uh, Team Santander, and so forth. So many uh, different different names for this. This it's great team centric, exactly. Team extra personal, exactly. Uh, these guys been a number one every single time, except uh, two times when Team Koteng 
uh, has won. So, well, uh, Andres Auckland, Andres Auckland still around, pushing 52 more years. He'll, he'll be 50, still so strong. He was eighth at Vasa Lopet, amazing skier. Uh, Jürgen, of course, is now running the show together with Magnar behind the scenes. Uh, they um, uh, lost uh, to us as the Jedalen, but they still have Peter Elias and Andreas Nigor, the two big names, the biggest names. Uh, and they have a good support skier, Oscar Kadin, uh, capable podium skier. Juartele, uh, strong, kind of a breakaway guy, quite a lot, uh, pushing hard. Uh, they lost Emilia Pleten and Teak Rokamura. We talked about those two skiers earlier. But they have this new girl who performed really well uh, this weekend, you know, at the Norway Norway Cup, Annigen Jerde uh, Alnes. So this. This team, and then, of course, Marit Björgen and Teresa Juhauk, these two names. Uh, so far, we know that Marit will at least do Vasa Lopet. Teresa Juhauk, we don't know. Maybe she will show up and do some races, maybe not. Uh, well, number one team, the greatest team, definitely because they have so many titles. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, and now with, uh, maybe especially on the... On the men's side, they have uh, they have three former winner winners of the on the overall cup uh, with Andreas uh, Petter and and Anders. They had changed out uh, the two girls uh, from last year, uh, but we all know uh, Marit, uh, and I I think she is uh, she is motivated, uh, and uh, the rumor says uh, says her shape is uh, is pretty good, uh, so I think she will be. She will be strong, and I think uh, she will she will fight for the for the victories uh, this season, uh, and hopefully we'll we'll see her in uh, in many of the of the competitions. Uh, Alniken, as you said, she she won the Norwegian Cup uh, today uh, in Shushan uh, in a sprint race skating. So it'll be uh, exciting to see how how well she will perform in. Uh, in long double pulling races, uh, and I think everybody know how uh, how good uh, the guys on the team are. Uh, I don't know how many victories and podium uh, podium positions those uh, the, those guys have uh, all together, but uh, that's many. So, and the, the rumor has it that Peter Eliasen is in it once again in an, in a great shape. An amazing, amazing shape. But going back to Marit uh, Björgen, this is for both of you. Do you realistically think that she has a chance to win Vasa Yeah, I, I agree with Seaman. That was the first thing I thought when I heard about it. Because she, one thing is that she has been, uh, of course, very, very, very good skier in traditional skiing. But also she is, her profile, like she's strong. She is uh, already strong double polar. She, she could... She could definitely be a good uh, skier in flat sections and uh, in everywhere. So I think also she can win races. Um, and as Siemens said, I mean, the, the men's side, they are all good. The problem with this team might be that we don't know about Marit, how many races she will do. And we don't know about Anniken so much about long distance skiing, even though she's in good sprint shape. Do you guys think that the uh, on the men's side it'll be pretty much neck and neck uh, with Peter and Andreas, as it's been 
in the past quite a lot? Mm, yeah, I think so. Uh, Petter, he is maybe the strongest uh, of those two uh, when it comes to capacity and, uh, and uphill skiing. Uh, while Andreas is definitely the, the best sprinter, uh, but he has he has developed his uh, capacity so much over the last years, and uh, I think it's it may be only Petter uh, when he has his uh, his best days that are capable of uh, of skiing away from Andreas. Uh, so I think we will see. In my opinion, uh, those two guys are uh, the main favorites for uh, for the overall victory uh, in the in the cup. So yeah, it's it's hard to say which, which one of them that will be which one of them it's uh, who's the biggest favorite. But uh, I think we'll see one of them uh, with the yellow bib in uh, Levy. And we will talk about that a little bit more and a little bit in more detail the next episode when we go through all the favorites, you know, the big favorites. Uh, Oscar Kadin, uh, uh, Swede among the Norwegians here. Eric, I mean, he's he's been around. I mean, he's been on a podium, but still, I mean, he's chasing after that, you know, the big, big victory. Do you think that it could happen to him? It could happen. He was good at those. I think Yiserska was pretty close. This uh, and I mean, yeah, he could. He he doesn't have. I don't think he will be the next uh, Swedish winner, for example, in the Vasaloppet. I think Emil Persson has a bigger chance because of his even greater sprint. So, but um, I mean, Oscar is a key player for for. Uh, Ragda for taking some green points, so he should be there. And then finally, Joartele. Do you guys think that he will uh, remain as a kind of a support skier, or will he be able to uh, rise up a bit? Uh, I think we will see him in kind of the same role that he has had over the last couple of seasons, uh, especially when we have when they have so so strong skiers uh, as uh, as Petter and Andreas and and also uh, Oscar um, so i think we'll see him as uh, you know kind of going in breakaways and uh, try to be offensive in uh, in that way uh, and who knows maybe one of the breakaways will you know will be able to to go all the way to the to the finish line one day, uh, but I think, like it is now, that's I think that's his way of making it to the to the podium or or maybe even a win. We're kind of waiting for you to to have a more of a breakthrough. I mean, I think it was in two thousand and thirteen when Seaman was at uh, Auckland's team, and and also you was at Auckland's team at that point, and like. He was coming from uh, from his uh, canoeing. Is that his sport from the beginning? Uh, kayak. Ha- kayaking. I mean, kayaking. And then he had a great view to Max. And he has. He's a great uphill runner and so on. And he was already performing pretty well in skiing. But I would think he would have taken a few more steps. Or what do you think, Simon? Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, I think he's... Uh... He's so strong in his upper body from the from the kayaking, uh, and he's also 
I think he is among cross country skiers in Norway. He is maybe the best uphill runner. Uh, so he has a huge capacity. Uh, so I think it's it's a little bit strange that he hasn't been able to make um, make any better results th- than he has uh, because of uh, of those two factors. Because uh, you know he's uh, when he's running on the uh, uphill intervals on the treadmill. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in Norway that can uh, that can match his his speed. It's incredible. So maybe the winter of uh, 2021 uh, could be his season. That, of course, remains to be seen. Now we've gone through all the 35 uh, pro teams. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Eric and Seaman, a brief summary from uh, both of you uh, in terms of the teams uh, and the new season. Now let's start with you, Eric, first. I think it has a lot of things that's going on during the silly season. They're a lot more than the uh, usual summers. So, so that's very interesting, of course, and exciting. And uh, I mean, I think it's good uh, for Ragda. I think the women's side is a little unsecure with new girls and we don't know how much they will compete. And for Kuteng, uh, they have lost Vikang uh, uh, and Beardal and so on. So I think... Looking at the teams and the rooster, I think Lager 157 looks very, very strong. Not least because Elin is in good shape and Anton Carlson is back from his injury. So, uh, But overall, I mean, it's a lot of things that are happening and lots of athletes are in good shape. So it's going to be exciting. And you, Seaman, what do you want to say about the, the upcoming season and all these teams? Yeah, I much agree with uh, with Eric. Uh, I think uh, we will see the the teams that were in the top last uh, last season uh, will also be in the top uh, top this year. Uh, and I agree with him that uh, Lager one five seven uh, maybe have uh, maybe has the has the strongest team overall. Uh, because we don't know how many races Marit will do, uh, and we don't know how strong Almikin is uh, in the long double pulling races. Um, even though Ragde maybe have the the strongest guys, um, so I think um, I think it's those two teams that will fight for the for the two two first places uh, in the World Cup. Uh, and I I think my opinion is that uh, we'll see Kuteng. Uh, in the third spot there. Uh, I think they have maybe the two strongest girls uh, compared, uh, and they also have, um, or combined, uh, and they also have uh, three strong guys in uh, in um, Stian and Tulef um, and Chris. So and maybe we'll even see Andrew Musgrave do some races for them like he has done, uh, done the last seasons. So... And he's in a good shape. He's in a really good shape, um, and um, he can uh, he can definitely show up in in some of the the races in the in the end of the season when he's done when he's finished with his uh, World Cup races. Indeed. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, a couple of statistics before we uh, wrap up. Uh, of all these 35 teams, we have 12 teams, uh, pro teams from Norway. And right behind, we have uh, 
Sweden and Czech Republic, uh, and they have an equal number. Uh, there are four teams, uh, and then three teams from Finland, Germany, and Italy, two teams from France, uh, and one team uh, from these countries, Russia, Switzerland, Estonia, and Austria. Altogether, we have 261 athletes, of which uh, 93 are women, uh, and the uh, countries or the uh, nationalities uh, that are uh, leading in this list, Norway, Sweden, and Czech Republic. They are the nations with the greatest number of athletes, and then followed by Finland and Germany. And then we also have some exotic nationalities. Uh, we talked about these a little bit when we went through all the, all the teams, USA, Spain, and Australia. So thank you guys very much for this. Uh, next, we'll talk about the favorites. That will be the next episode when we evaluate all the favorites, the ones that you, Eric, actually wrote for our Pro XC uh, skiing magazine. And once again, you can get that magazine online if you go on our website, www.bismaskiclassics.com, and you go to the shop section and you can order the, mag order the magazine uh, from there. And uh, as I said, next time we'll talk about the favorites uh, of all these uh, categories, all the competitions, the, the BIP uh, competitions. And uh, once again, guys, thank you very much. It was really a long chat, but of course we had 35 teams. Uh, it was bound to take some time and I think it was really enlightening and good information. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.